it seems like women are rising up. There is something that's very interesting that when, when God does something in the spirit, it usually starts to manifest in the natural. I mean, if you start to really look at it, I mean, we did actually have a candidate who was running who was a woman for president. You can look and you can see that it seems like women are all over the place. They, they're taking new offices, that they're doing new things. And also, if you look at entertainment, there have been some pretty incredible movies that are being released. I mean, there was the, the movie about the Smurfs and finding this village of women warriors. And of course, my personal favorite, Wonder Woman, is coming to the big screen this summer. So there is something about women that is starting to stir things up here on earth. But what if that that stirring is actually to get the church ready for women to take the pulpit? My guest is Jill Steele. And she is, she has such a desire to really see women walk out their destinies. And she's part of this awesome apostolic movement called Greater Glory Ministries with Kevin Stevens and Julie Price. And there is something that they are starting to see and to hear. And I'm really excited to share all the things that she's been seeing and hearing tonight on our show. So thank you so much, Jill. Thank you so much for coming on Touch by Prayer. Oh, Lisa, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be with you. Well, there's also that you're a, a great writer. I mean, you have this cute like blog. I, I hate to say cute, but it really is so cute. But you have this beautiful blog on Facebook. So called God Sip. And it's like, I kind of think of it as like sitting and having a cup of coffee and just like having a cup of coffee with God. <laughs> That's it. That's the idea. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the byline, the tagline as I have it is drinking in and pouring out the spirit. And it is what I do when I spend time with him. You know, I'm having my coffee and I'm spending time with him and just getting those downloads and sharing what he gives me. That is awesome. And this is, um, so so kind of like with the blogging, like I've noticed, like, because I've read some of your blogs and they're really great. And so if you guys get a chance, you can either go to her website, which is uh, stillfaith.com, or you can also find her on Facebook under the God Sip. But I've, there were some things that I kind of started to notice about you is that there, there's been a shift, kind of, <laughs> of where yes. women are being put into like there's just this different place and I can you can kind of see it even like by the news feeds of like Jennifer LeClaire who's been this strong prophetic voice and there are other voices that are really just and they're women and I think mm -hmm. that's like the first time that I've really seen that happen what like what have you been seeing you know um the Lord has really brought me into the prophetic gifting over the last several years, but more so to come out and share those things. And so it, it's kind of a small community when you really look at the prophetic community that publishes um, online, on blogs. And uh, Lana Vosser is, is one also who's one of my favorites. And I, I find that, um, you know, Lana will share a word and it will be just so aligned completely with the, what Holy Spirit is giving me, just really affirming and confirming what I'm hearing in the Spirit. And that's, that's really what we should see, is that agreement in the Spirit. He's really speaking to all of us. He's speaking to the church through the prophetic uh, voices. And there are many women, very strong uh, prophetic voices from women right now. It's true. Absolutely. Well, Christy Johnson, Nate Johnson's wife, I oh, mean, yeah. she's also, you know, yes. she's been releasing words and just, um, and then of course I have my, my friends, my crew, you know, Lori Suter, who you're also friends with. I mean, she's, yes. she's written some pretty powerful words. I mean, and some of the things yes. that she's been releasing and it's like, 
it what I think is really interesting is that it's I guess it's the the reception. I think that's the thing that I'm starting to see that that women are super excited that there are women who are actually doing the prophetic posting as just in the past, it's usually been a lot of men, correct? No, I think you're right. I think that's true. And I think it strengthens us. You know, we become one voice, which we really should be one voice, you know, one church, one God, and unified. And I do think that uh, women empower women in their giftings, whatever they are, you know, the many giftings that we do uh, receive from the Holy Spirit. So definitely I do do, uh, find comfort really even and power in that. Earlier, even a year ago, the Lord began to speak to me, even um, preceding the election about President Trump and um, giving me insight into what was coming. And I really needed (laughs) affirmed in that because I was a little shaky on it. I was a little taken aback, to be honest, at first. And then God really turned my heart toward him again to show me his doing and his vision in bringing the president um, into office. And I, I found in other prophetic voices and women all saying the same thing and it's a good thing to have that unity of voice when we're speaking on behalf of the holy spirit absolutely well that's where we get our confirmation from i mean sometimes sometimes people are like well i'm just waiting for confirmation and they're thinking Mm -hmm. that god's going to say this is confirmed but really (laughs) but really he's going to use other prophetic voices that are going to be speaking the same language or as i like to say singing the same song it's true You know, so and, you know, it was really interesting because what the Lord started to kind of talk to me about was that the rising up of women, the the Lord started to talk to me about that. Remember the big march, the women's march? Yes. And how angry and how they were, they were so angry and it was so, oh, it was just, it it wasn't good. The Lord's disheartening. Exactly. The Lord said, well, see, they're picking up in the spirit about women taking back what has been Mm. stolen from them. He mm. says, but they're not doing it in love. Mm. And that's true. And and that's going to be the difference. Right. Well, and you know, there's another gathering of women coming, Awaken the Dawn in D.C., the first weekend of October, and bumped up with uh, Lou Engle, the call okay. um, that at that time. And I want to say, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the first weekend, and I'm actually signed up to go. So they will have... Um, these tents, one from every state. You can look at David's tent, David's tent in D.C. It's kind of an offspring of that movement, and they're bringing women from all 50 states to Washington in a positive way and a prayerful way, and we'll have that 24-7 House of David kind of um, praise and worship for that weekend and then into the following Monday when the call will also then meet um, on the National Mall. And so I just think that's really significant to make that showing in a positive way, whereas, you know, like you mentioned the other March, it was really a hard thing to watch, to be honest. It was really, um, I guess the difference is, you know, that was self-focused. Well, I also think that there was a lot of anger. There was so much anger. And that's why the Lord said that there was no love. (laughs) Because you can't have anger and love in the same breath. That's right. You know, but um, but but he said what he said to me. He says, "Do you see?" He says, "Just because it's being counterfeited for what I want to mm. do, right?" He says, "But yeah. women are going to take back mm. their places." It's good because God used women. Gosh, He used women throughout the Bible in Absolutely. a very strong way. I mean, there were women who are actually mentioned in the lineage of Jesus. 
There Absolutely. are only a couple, but that means that there is something significant about it. And he, yeah. and, and think about Deborah, Deborah, the prophetess. Exactly. But exactly. She, but she was also a judge. Right. So she, position. So, exactly. so she was able to rule a verdict because she was a judge. Mm-hmm. So people mm-hmm. could come to her because she was able to discern between what was righteous and what was unrighteous. That's good. So, really you know, good. there is something that God is starting to do. And, and you know, the Lord's been really, there, you know, I just did my first women's conference. I'm going to be doing another one in September. And both you, me, Julie, and Kevin have talked about doing one down by you guys, which I think yeah. we're, we're, we're looking for a date now. But, but there's something, there's this momentum that's happening with women. Yeah, I think there is. I think that, like I said before, I think women empower women to into courage to um, proclaim the gospel, to to stand in our identity. I do think that we've been in the past maybe a little overshaped by our culture um, into an identity that is not our identity in Christ. And like the, like you said earlier, the enemy has a counterfeit for everything that God has that perfect model of. And, you know, God's way is for women to be strong and courageous in the word and to proclaim the gospel right along with him. You know, we're, we're joint heirs with Christ, just like men are joint heirs with Christ. And so, you know, it's not, there's no gender. He's, you know, there's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither male nor female. You know, we're all this one body. So I think women finding their place in the body is really significant. Oh, I definitely agree. And, you know, it's it's very interesting because in the past, oh gosh, I would say, what, 10 years? You know, we've had these superhero movies and they've just been like Batman and then there was Superman and then there was Iron Man and, you know, Ant-Man. Okay, maybe not so good. But, <laughs> but now we have Wonder Woman. I mean, come on, who didn't love the Wonder Woman movie? <laughs> I mean, the yeah. Wonder Movie show. I mean, it was so great. But, but what the Lord started to talk to me which is, um, I think this is going to be another conference that I'm going to do. He started to talk to me about Wonder Woman and he started to show me the different things about her. She has a belt that's that or rope mm. of truth. Mm. Come on now. That that's she, really good. I know, right? <laughs> that, that she, that she actually wears cuffs that actually, you know, she has these cuffs, but they ward off like bullets that she's able to use it as a shield. Right. That she has a crown on her head to say who she is. It gives her her authority. And if you actually look at, okay, everybody loves her, her costume, but that breastplate, that breastplate is there for protection. Wow. Yeah. That's really good. And so yep. the Lord's, and then he even told me about her boots. Oh. He said that she was able to jump to higher levels with oh. her boots. Wow. That's really cool. And he, there's one more thing he said, and she flew in an invisible jet because she was able to move in the spirit unseen. Oh, wow. I know. I know. Isn't he cool? He's so cool. Yeah, he really is. (laughs) Well, and she was a warrior princess. Like her, that um, kind of, her story, Mm -hmm. her backstory is that she was a warrior princess. Yes. Sent. And this, this, um founding member of the Justice League. I mean, you know, when you look at Righteous Justice and there, yeah, there's a lot to that. But, you know, when you said that, Lisa, when you first started mentioning Wonder Woman, I also kind of hear a play on words from the Holy Spirit about 
being a woman of wonder. Mm, that's good. Yeah. And just that, and that's not me, you know, I'm not that smart. It's just the stuff that I hear. And I just tell, I just tell it like I hear it from him, but just that being in awe of him and, and a woman of wonder toward his glory. And I think that's significant too. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And that's the thing. It's like, if you really look at superheroes Mm -hmm. and look at some of the things that they're able to do, if you, if you take it out of that, that um, superhero kind of thing and take it into the supernatural kind of thing. Right. Like if really think about it, like Superman, he was able to see through walls again, mm-hmm. seeing in the spirit. <laughs> I wow. mean, I know like he really started, he said the reason that comic book writers write all these things about these super abilities, he goes, these are abilities that my children have. They just don't know how to use them. Oh, that I believe that. That's it right yeah. there. That's really good. Yeah. You know, even Ian, it's very interesting because um, this brings to my mind, even this morning on my way to work, um, I was just praying and, and considering the Lord. And he spoke to me about the seen and the unseen, which he often does. And I, you know, I was just in my prayers, just saying, you know, I want more of you, God. I want to see more of your depths. I want to see your mysteries. I want to know you better. You know, bring me closer to you. And uh, he began to say to me that the less I'm involved with the scene, the more shows of the unseen, you know, the more is apparent and becomes apparent of the unseen. And that's, I think, part of that superpower shift is to really get free of the scene, you know, and our faith mm. is in the unseen. Yes. And there's so much more in the unseen than in the scene. Um, there was a time that he showed me the moon. I was on my way to work a different morning, and, and I saw, he said, you know, what do you see? And it was just a um, crescent moon. And I said, Lord, I see a crescent moon. And he said, what is there that you know is there that you do not see? And I said, well, you know, the rest of the moon. And he said, that's how it is in the unseen. There's always so much more in the unseen. And so seek to know those things in the unseen. And that's the, you know, the superpowers that, you know, Holy Spirit power in us that gives us that vision, that supernatural vision that he absolutely will give us if we seek him out in that. That Okay, I have to go back to the crescent moon about the being unseen, but the thing that yeah. makes it seen is the light. Oh, good. That's I know. It. Everything That's is it. seen with the proper light. That's good. That's it. Because, you know, we can we can see everything once the lights are turned on. That's right. <laughs> so That's when the right. Holy Spirit turns on our lights mm. on the inside, we're yeah. able to see clearer. That's right. And so, yeah, but when you were talking about the crescent moon, I was like, oh my gosh, it's the light. It's the light. <laughs> when I can remember, even when I was a child, thinking what I saw was all there was. Mm-hmm. And even kind of gave me, you know, an impression of that in my spirit and a, a, a deeper revelation of, you know, when we're children in the spirit, you know, as we mature, we see more about, you know, what, what it really is. So, I mean, when you're a child and you see that crescent moon and you, you just think that's all there is, <laughs> all that you can see with your natural eye, you know, as we mature in the spirit, it's the same. We realize, you know, there's more there. And, and so we seek it out. Absolutely. And I mean, even thinking about a tree, like you see only the top of the tree. One of the things that God started to talk to me about was about things, promises. He said that that people will, will take, like they'll pray for something and they'll, you know, they'll, they don't see it manifest right away. And the Lord says, because it's being birthed first in the spirit. And he mm-hmm. says, and just like anything that grows, he says, first, the roots have to grow. Then the, 
roots have to grow so strong that it starts to push through the soil. And he says, and so what happens is that stuff that's birthed in the spirit has to get strong enough roots that it could push through into this realm that you can actually see it manifest. So there's there's such a, like you're saying, it, it's like we can't see it because we can't see what's happening. But we but we have to know, like when we plant a seed and you're, you're a, a, a principal of a school, so you've seen the teachers who've said, okay, we're going to be planting plants, you know, and the kids look every day, what's happening, what's happening? Yeah. They can't see it, but they know. They know that one day it's going to start to come through. There's sure. no question in their heads that there isn't something that's going to poke through. But see, we forget as adults that childlike faith. That's really good, Lisa. Oh, that's just that's Holy true. Spirit because that's not me. That's that really good. Well, and they do. You know, when you're saying that, I'm I'm thinking about my students and yeah. my little children, and they're all they they don't question for a minute that plant's going to grow. Nope. No, nope. they can't see it, but they they look for it. They look for it, and that, boy, that is what the Lord would say to us: to be like those little children, look for it and expect it. That's right. And that is that's the work of faith. That's that right. Is the whole work of faith. That's exciting. I, I, I know. Love, <laughs> I love talking to you. And you know what? What's really interesting, like if you really think about it, is that because you you and I were kind of talking right before we came on air, and you were talking to me about how you are teaching your kids to use their words in a powerful way you're already teaching them a biblical principle about life and death is in the power of our tongue right blesses and curses come from both and you're teaching your children to start speaking out the things that are that are placed inside of them because it's hard for you to speak something that you don't think is inside you that's right that's right they need an understanding of the power of their words and you know part of the learning i always tell them is you know learning behaviors and of course, as humans will do, and human children, you know, we're going to say some things that, that we wish we had it. And um, on the occasion that I have to have a little private talk with some of my students or maybe choosing poorly, that's just a, a good opportunity to teach them about that. And then uh, uh, overall in the school, we just have these, um, I have this morning minute, you know, fuel for school. We call it fuel. And uh, we focus on a different superpower every week. And, there, you know, generosity, consideration, care, you know, any number of things, perseverance. And, and we kind of focus on that. And we talk about, you know, you're a powerful person. And inside you, you have these superpowers. You want to use those for good. And the words that come out of your mouth, of course, come from your heart. So you want to be sure that the things that are in your, are in your heart are good for everyone who hears them. So, yeah, there's all kinds of opportunity to but shape see, them. But I think that that's, that's such a beautiful foundation for these kids to start to understand about their, that they are accountable for the words that they say. Because yes. there are so many people who don't believe that. You can, you can be with, um, I, I just happened to see um, uh, Dr. Mike Brown, who is, um, I, I think he's an evangelist. He's a, pre- a preacher evangelist. I'm not quite sure. But he, but he was amazing. One of the things that he talked about, and it was such a beautiful example. He said, your words, he says, you have to back them up with the Bible. Mm-hmm. He says, because what happens is we go to God and we start saying, oh, Lord, you know, I believe that, that the healing is coming, but I feel so sick and I feel so, uh, and I'm so mm-hmm. tired and I don't believe I can go on any further. And, and what he started to do, he started to shimmy 
to the right. <laughs> and he kept shimming and shimming and shimming. And he said, you know, God's on the left and the devil's on the right. Mm. So the words, he says that all you have to do, the words that you speak, that either God's going to agree with them or the devil's going to agree with them. And mm-hmm. so as the, and he was saying, this was dear Lord, you know, but I'm so tired and I just can't seem to be getting better. And he starts shimmying and shimmying and shimmying until he was in front of the devil. And the devil said, I agree. And that wow. was it. And then he started to say, but the word of God, he said, the word of God, he said, when you start declaring and speaking the word of God back to God, he agrees. That's it. That's it. And the spoken word of God, that yes. rhema word, that now word that he gives us, you know, that's the thing. If you if you can just engage in in a intimacy with him and then you begin to hear him more clearly and you're getting that right now word on your situation or, you know, when you're praying for someone else in them, you know, that's that's what the prophetic gift is. But I just believe those are, that's available to everyone and, and to hear him is available to everyone. So if you just align with him and tune in and hear that, then your prayers are certain to be answered because you're aligning with him. And he's saying it first, just like in the written word, also the spoken word that he uh, speaks into your spirit. If you're praying that, you can just know you're answered. It is it is a done thing. You That's know, it's right. a done deal. Yeah. You know, and, and if you, you know, we, we kind of go back and forth. I mean, we, we use some, gosh, we use some verses and we just don't, we don't use them in the right context. And we, because I think we've had such a miscommunication and misunderstanding. And sometimes it's just a, um, a bad teacher <laughs> i hate to say that but it's but it's true it, it does sure. happen i mean you when you're in school you have really great teachers that the, the kids excel and they really do incredible things and then you have the teachers who need not to be teaching anymore and <laughs> those kids seem to be not excelling like the other students and so i kind of feel like it's a, it's kind of the same thing that if you if you have someone who's really feeding you the truth about, through you know the word of god okay through the bible through the word of god through the the holy spirit because i believe that if you if you don't have both of them i believe the, that i don't know i kind of feel like church is kind of mm, it's just not exciting it's not now right it can be that way. It just depends. And, you know, I think that we, we can't forget that we're responsible to uh, dig into the Word for ourselves with the power of the Holy Spirit. And so you're, you're going to, you know, hear, hear a teacher or many teachers and whoever you're listening to, you know, it's our responsibility to align with the Word and with the Holy Spirit and take that Word and rightly divide it like the Bible tells us. And so you just want to n- never um, sit under someone where you just are drinking it in yeah. and assuming it's all truth, you know, you really, we're called to be the church as well. And we're called to be ministers, you know, we're priests as well. And so we've got to take responsibility for the word that we hear and the word that we speak as well, you know, both hearing yeah. and speaking. But right? we also, you know, there, the, the other thing that was kind of brought to my attention were that there are people who are called by God to go out to speak certain mm-hmm. things, but people don't believe them. Right. And one of the things that's that we especially because it's I think that's gonna be the biggest transition. I think mm-hmm. for when women start to really 
have this greater impact in, in the church? Because I believe, I don't see, that's why I'm, I'm kind of going back and forth about, Lord, where are you going to put the women? <laughs> where, where are you going to put them? And, he's, and, and my spirit is saying, I'm going to put them wherever I can and wherever they're willing to go. Yeah, because I think that there that there are women who need to go into very conservative churches and to speak truth into mm. some of the things that are not being spoken and to to take down the things that aren't true. This is you know this is not yeah. God you know. But I believe that there's also going to be a greater move outside of the church. I believe that it's going to be like in malls and shopping centers yes, <laughs> yes in the know, workplace and in yes. the workplace yeah uh, absolutely in the marketplace and all over not just in the church building itself I, I agree with you I see that coming because the church isn't and we as a church and and, and you know I don't condemn the church I don't I don't talk down the church but I do honestly look at our need to the church being us, okay, so inside my temple, my body first, the Lord's speaking to me about purification. So I've got to get that, I've got to dig that out, and I've got to get with him and just say, you know, expose what's in my heart, Lord, and purify my heart, Lord, and then I'm going to pour out pure things to everyone else, and then hopefully, you know, there's that ripple effect, and we're going to be then healed and whole as the church. That's really my um, call and assignment is... Um, Actually, for just what you said, the Lord has brought me back into the denomination which I grew up, which I ran away from like my hair was on fire. Um, and so I, it's totally him. It was not it was not my idea, but um, I was raised in the United Methodist Church and went out into the non-denominations and, and received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and learned some things that I didn't get there. But when he brought me back to the United Methodist Church, he did uh, speak to me clearly that he is um, creating a, an apostolic movement in the United Methodist Church. And it is that, like Dutch Sheets talks about the synergy of the ages, you know, aligned with those prayers of, of John Wesley and those founding fathers, and, and to answer those prayers through the full gospel uh, and, and a charismatic movement, an apostolic movement that's coming uh, to the church. So I'm, I'm actually right now in the middle of, of being a part of that. And it's not, you know, it's a touchy thing. It's like a mission field. The church really can be um, not just denominations, you know, any church body can be a real um, delicate mission field. And you just want to go with the love, you know, the love that the Father has for his church, but the truth. And, and saying, you know, speak the truth in love that, you know, that always <laughs> comes to me to say. And I think that is an essential role in preparing the bride for his soon and coming return, which oh. I do believe is soon. Well, you know, and the other thing that, that kind of I've been sensing is that, you know, I how many times have you heard of, you know, pastors who have kind of gotten themselves into a very sticky situation with uh, female, you know, members, but what happens is that it's because I believe that the church should have always been a man and a woman side by side. Because I believe that there are things that only a woman should be speaking to another woman. And I believe there are only things that a man should be speaking to another man. Right. And I think that when you have a group, and I, I kind of shared this with a couple um, a couple different people. I said, what I see is that if, if you have a really strong ministry and you're a man, you're going to partner with a woman who has a really strong ministry. And together, yeah. you guys are going to be able to really take care of the entire body. That's good. 
I think that's the case. And um, I mean, my pastor here locally, I'm getting my local pastor's license with the United Methodist Church. And that's what he said. You know, we need women ministering to women in, a, you know, in leadership and has really been supportive of that. He's a very, um, very open um, pastor in, in this United Methodist Church. He's, he has a bigger vision, you know, and can see that there's more that the that we can be doing as a church. And I mean, the Lord is absolutely speaking to me over the last several years. And he really desires a whole and healed body to be presented as his bride. And this um, notion of denominations and even in the non-denominations that, you know, I went through that. I was kind of a denominational snob and I just thought, okay, you know, they're dead. And I was really wrong, you know, and negative in my thinking because that, if, if if I see something that I think is dead, then by golly, I'm I'm supposed to resurrect that. Like that, the resurrection power that's within me speaks to that, and dry bones come alive. You know what I mean? That's that's our role. So we can't just shun who he loves. You know, he he loves his church. He loves his bride, and we have to be um, compassionate. You know, deeply compassionate in sharing those kinds of things, the holiness that God wants to see and and the purification of of the body. I agree. And, you know, I think that comes from a a heart transplant. (laughs) I think that when you spend time with the dad, with daddy, that there is a heart transplant that that happens. And I've often said to people, I said, if you want to have an incredible life, ask God for his heart. That's all. That's all you have to do. Just say, daddy, give me your heart. And he'll go, oh, okay, no problem. Because it's going to rock you. Mm -hmm. Because you don't see things the same way. Oh, no. (laughs) It's it's so funny. You and I have not had that discussion. It's so funny that you're saying that. That's such a key. Um, You know, when I began to really pray that prayer, I really was not prepared for what God was going to do in me. Um, it's an easy thing to kind of say lightly, you know, oh God, you know, I want a heart that, that feels, you know, and grieves for what grieves your heart and, and loves, you know, how you love. And I, I began to pray that prayer and the Lord really did, you were talking about a heart transplant, a tough work, you know, uh, of refining in me that humbled me and, um, uh, put me in a position to see things differently, even to the point of, um, how his heart grieves for his children who reject him yeah. you know, and ha- having, having, even with my own children, some issues, you know, where there are times of, you know, there has been a time of uh, kind of separation and, and, uh, you know, things that come up in families and children resenting parents for certain things. And then the Lord spoke to my heart and said, this, you asked to know my heart, you asked for this. And cause I'm crying out to him, come on, what is going on here? You know? And uh, he said, this is how it feels. When your children reject you and you ask to know my heart. So, oh, oh, and his heart for Jerusalem. He Mm. has given me, uh, I mean, just an intensity of love, praying for Israel and his heart um, for his people. It's just amazing. Like you said, what happens when you pray that prayer? Absolutely. And, you know, and that's the thing. When, when you can seriously see that he loves, and it was funny, I was, I was having a conversation driving into work today, and uh, we started to talk about love, the difference between like our version of love and God's version of love. And I started to say, well, God doesn't do this and God doesn't do that. And all of a sudden it was like, it just smacked me in the head. And it was the first mm. Corinthians, love is patient, love mm. is kind, love yeah. does not boast, love holds no record of wrong. 
Ouch. I mean, as you and and I and I thought about it, and all of a sudden it hit in the hand. It was like, oh my gosh, God is telling you who He is. Because he is love. And I never, ever saw that before. I just saw what love was. But but what it really is, those are the characteristics of our father. That's right. That is who our daddy is. He That's holds right. no record of wrong. Come on. That in Thank itself. That's, that's, <laughs> it's just unfathomable to us because we do often. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we're we're good at that list of oh, remember when you did this or that, mm-hmm. you know, and and the accuser, you know, the brother, and he's going to bring that to mind against us individually, you know, as well as others. So that's those are the kinds of things when it says guard your heart. That's, that's exactly it. guard it. your heart. Guard you know, your heart. That. Yeah, and I think what you also said, Jill, about like the the whole thing about like having a child who is rebellious or kind of turns away from you and decides that they think that they can go do it on their own, you know, the prodigal yeah. child, yeah. you know. So, mm-hmm. but 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 the love, the lo- you don't stop loving that child just because they, right. they you don't stop, and so we. We sometimes can be so, gosh, churchy that we forget yeah. to be the church. Oh, that's good. So it's the truth. So you know, if, if somebody gets you know confused and they go into new age, we think, well, they're <laughs> they're doing witchcraft. They can never be. Oh my goodness, you know, gosh, you know, right. it, there's nothing scary about that to God. There is nothing scary. You're so right. He doesn't, he hasn't missed anything. He is not unaware. I like to say, oh, Lord, I know you are not unaware and and you see everything. And his ways are so far above our ways. You know, we say that lightly. Oh, his ways are higher than our ways. Oh, no. His thoughts higher than our thoughts. So much higher. So much greater that those kinds of things mean that I pray for those revelations. Lord, you know, keep me in check. Don't let me get judgy, like you said, you know. Um, it's easy to do. Anybody at any moment is in danger of kind of looking at someone, well, I've never done that, you know. <laughs> and uh, God is still love. Yes. And he's grace over that, over everything. You're right. And, you know, so we, we get into this place. So, and, and the whole point of this whole, like, going back around is that I believe that the reason that God's really going after the women is because we're moms. Oh, yes. And a mama just looks at things so much different than a daddy. It's true. <laughs> I think it takes both. You know, he is our mother. He is our father. I agree you know, with and, that. and you're I so right. I do think that that nurturing aspect of who God is does, you know, really come forth uh, often um, through women. You know, um, I think that motherhood is a different experience than fatherhood. And when we look at our roles, even in our Western society, you know, it, it particularly that um, kind of you go to the mama if you really want to get your way. <laughs> and maybe you go to the daddy, and that's the hard discipline. Um, it, depending. That's not actually how I grew up. It was just the opposite. Yeah, I was the opposite <laughs> too. Yeah. <laughs> it's both. But it's the two together, you know. And I do think, like you said, these women and men ministering side by side, it's that parenting that kind of together complements uh, in, in ministry, besides the fact that women should be speaking to women on certain things, men should be speaking to men for those relationships to be correct. But having that parent parenting together, like Kevin and Julie. Yes. I mean, that's a perfect example. Absolutely. They are, you know, it's like a parenting uh, assignment that mm-hmm. they have together with greater glory. And I really think that that's, um, you're seeing more of that. Yes. And I, I think that's what God has in mind. 
I, I definitely can see that. And, you know, when, when we think about, you know, I, I think of them like a brother and sister because they're, mm-hmm. they're just oh, so yes, cute. Oh, yes, they are. Right? They're so cute. that They, they, they finish are. each other's sentences. But what is really interesting is that this, what, what I keep seeing in my spirit, and, and please tell me what you, you get from this, but what I keep seeing in my spirit is that the, the people, the people who don't know God are so broken they're so broken. They're so beat up. They're so bruised. They're just, they're so bitter. They're so confused that it, it takes, it takes that nurturing spirit that, that yeah. God placed inside women. Now men can have it too. So please don't mis- misunderstand. No, I know, I can, what you're you know, but, but there's, there's something because like one of the things that I've noticed and I think I've shared this before on my show, but there are times that like <laughs> um, I minister to a lot of African-American women. So I was actually on a plane heading to Nashville and I had a conversation with a friend of mine and she was, we were kind of talking about some things and I, and she's like, so you're doing good. I said, yeah, I'm doing good. I said, you know, and she's like, and you like what you're doing. I'm like, yeah, you know, I said, it's funny though, because God always has me ministering to African-American women. And, and she looks at me and she goes, well, why is he doing that? And I, I said, because they think they're nothing. Oh, oh my mm. gosh, Jill. Like, mm. they think they're nothing. Like, I mm. have ministered to these beautiful, beautiful women who've been so beaten, have been so torn down. And that, that also happens with, with white women and Asian women and, and Hispanic mm. women. And yeah, mm-hmm. yes, it happens with all types of women. But right now, the Lord has focused me for wow. some reason to show yeah. me that they're worth. He, he showed me they have no, that they don't value themselves. And wow. so I shared that with her. And, and I, and I, after I said, it, I'm like, well, why did it, why was I talking about that to her? Because, you know, mm-hmm. that was just like a very odd thing for God to bring up for me to tell. And I was like, well, that was kind of weird. Well, what happened? Because God is so good and he always sets things up. We went to a restaurant and I went into the restroom and I, I finished doing and I was washing my hands and this this woman came in, African-American woman, and she goes, isn't it a beautiful day? I said, it is such a beautiful day. She goes, we are just so blessed. So I knew immediately that she was a believer. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, I prayed for this weather. She goes, and he is faithful. I go, yes, he is. And we start talking and we start talking next thing you know, I'm praying over her in the bathroom because I do that. <laughs> Yeah. Bathrooms are a place of cleansing. So I pray in bathrooms. (laughs) That's great. Well, her sister came in and her sister was beautiful. And so she came in and I said, oh my goodness, she is beautiful. And her sister rolled her eyes at me. So now here I am a white woman and I'm in the bathroom and I look at this woman. I go, don't you roll your eyes at me? And she looked at me because she thought like I was going to be disrespectful to her and I was going to, I wanted to confront her. And so she kind of got up, she, you know, she was ready to come after me. I said, I go, don't you roll your eyes at me. I said, God is going to, God is trying to tell you that you are beautiful. And she just looks at me. I said, because the beauty that you have inside of you, I said, you don't want to recognize. And I said, every time you roll your eyes, you're just confirming the lie that's been spoken over you. And I said, and God is trying to tell you who you are. And I said, but it's because of all the abuse that you've been through and all the hurt that you've been through that you can't look at yourself and see yourself as beautiful. But God wants to redeem that to you. So I have, and so she's just looking at me like, who is this woman? (laughs) You know, but she's receiving it. And she goes, and then all of a sudden she goes, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. 
Thank you, ma'am. You know, and I said, honey, I go, you really are beautiful. I'm not saying it just to to be cordial or to be nice, but I'm saying it because it's truth. And so she gave me she gave me a hug in the bathroom, and then I came out, and I was in the bathroom for a good like 15 minutes. So gosh knows what they thought I was doing in there. But I came out, and we sat back down at the table, and you know, we went through our whole dinner and everything. Well, that woman came up, and she came and she thanked me again for for ministering to her and she said you you were right ma'am you were right she goes there have been lots of hurts she goes but I'm going to listen to to what you said and the woman who I spoke to on the plane was sitting right there and wow. she's not a believer yet well yet <laughs> isn't he good yes he doesn't you know he doesn't miss an opportunity if we tune in we'll not miss the opportunity and either so, and so you know so this is what he's going to do is he's going to set women up to be the hands, the feet, to just talk to women and to pull women out of these places, even if they're in churches, to, to love on them and to show them and to encourage them to be everything that they've been called to be. I agree. I do. And, you know, when you were talking about that, you know, with particularly with an ethnicity or a nationality, it reminded me, and we're in my Thursday night Bible study, we're finishing up uh, the Derek Prince book, Pulling Down Strongholds. And that is a key principle when he talks about, you know, a key insight for, for warfare when, um, you know, binding the strong man, you know, and he, and he shares, you know, the, the scripture in Matthew, you know, how can one enter a strong man's house, you know, unless he first binds a strong man, how do you plunder his goods? And so he begins to unfold this very thing you're saying as um, these strongholds um, over our individual lives, then strongholds of ethnicity. So he kind of looks at these strongholds then on a larger scale over nations. And it's so um, enlightening talking about, you know, even the United States. Okay, so we were born out of rebellion. So what's the stronghold over us is... um, you know, it says rebellion is as a spirit of witchcraft. So yeah. that's kind of a thing to address, <gasps> right? And then with these, with African-American um, ethnicity that, you know, what's that, what's their stronghold? It's that, that slave mentality that, you know, they were, they were so abused and, and taken into chains. So kind of going back, you know, and really battling that appropriately in, in spiritual warfare and breaking those ties from our roots, Digging that root out in the name of Jesus and, and, and getting the deliverance from, you know, the bloodline and, the, you know, these, these strongholds over nations, it, it's significant. I, I've just found, uh, I've really learned so much from studying Derek Prince on spiritual warfare in that very regard. Wow. When, when, yeah. when you said the thing about witchcraft, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, really, when, when you say that we were born out of rebellion and that is like a spirit of witchcraft, mm-hmm. it's very interesting because... I mean, one of the things that really hits me so hard is the Salem witch trials. Mm. And, I, and I, because, you know, my kids had to read the crucible and everything. And, you know, and I, I really loved like books about witches. And I was very fascinated with witches before I really had my, my encounter that, mm-hmm. and the Holy Spirit's like, you can't watch this anymore. I'm like, okay. <laughs> right. You, you can't read these books anymore. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> you right. know, well, because they're, you know, what you, and, and, and this is just for me. I'm not saying it for anybody else. You know, Holy Spirit will tell you what you can and cannot do. So I'm not trying right. to condemn anybody. So I just right. want to make that clear because, you know, everybody has their walk with the Lord. 
That's right. And so he, so he started to kind of tell me, you can't do this. You can't do that. I was like, all right, it's so fine. So, but what the Lord started to, to kind of show me about the witch trial, which I never, ever thought about is that some of those women who were very, very godly women were prophets. <laughs> that's why they mm-hmm. knew stuff. That's right. why they were able. And that's, and they, they, and some of them said that the old, oh, they're always spelling and they're doing incantations. They could have been speaking in tongues. Quite honestly. Oh, that's true, too. Yeah, I never even thought about that. And wouldn't the enemy just take and turn that around? Absolutely. And then, yeah, to get them out of the way and destroy them. That's, yeah, it's that basic. Yeah. It's just that basic. It's a spiritual war. It's It's a battle. It's going on. A lot of people say, oh, you know, I don't really... I don't get into warfare. Well, you're in it. Whether you, you realize whether it or you not, like you're it or... in it. So, yeah. Right. Either you're going to rise up and get a hold of your armor and get a hold of your weapons and be that Wonder Woman, you know, or, or, or whatever it is, or, or you're going to be a casualty of the war. But you're in it because yes. you exist mm-hmm. on this earth. And that's, that's right. just that's it. That's well, and if you and honestly, if you think that you're not in it, you're probably a prisoner in a camp somewhere. Well, that's really true. You know what you're I mean? Right. Yeah, I do. You're sitting in some prison somewhere, not realizing you're in prison. Exactly. You know, so he's just put you out in the corner. Oh, you don't want to go in there. So you just stay here where it's safe. Oh, okay. Exactly. <laughs> right. Well, and that's the delusion in the church. Yep. I'm, I'm just going to say this is the thing I'm digging into a little bit uh, more in, in some of my reading. And um, I actually just received a book today. And sometimes I review books for... Um, uh, publishers and they send me free books and then I Woo-hoo. just post on my blog a review of the books that they send me and chosen um, publishers does that I've signed up with them and I love it it's a lovely way to, it's like I need more books but I love it and this um, Ecclesia is the book that actually came in my mail today and it's um, subtitled is rediscovering God's instrument for global transformation and just glancing at that it's the same thing it's this awareness in the church of the true gospel, the full gospel. Are we operating in the full gospel? No. <laughs> most most <laughs> churches are not, no. and most of the church, you know, as the yeah. greater body, we're not. If we're being honest, when you look at the gospels and you see what what was he doing? You know, he was casting out demons. That's right. And healing the sick and raising the dead. And raising the dead. And he was saying, and now you go and do this. I mean, that's part of that commission. And why we skip over that and just kind of keep right on going, it's, it's just bothering me lately. That's kind of a thing where I'm just, I just have to, you know, I, I guess that's part of my assignment right now is just to point that out and to, you know, we've got to equip the saints to do the work of the church or it's not going to be done. That's right. In, in, as, it, as God um, has it. And he's sovereign. God's able. You know, he's able. He's going to find those people and raise up those people who will do the work. But I want to be in. You know, I want to do what I'm supposed to do. Just do my assignment so I can go to daddy and say, hey. I did it. You That's know? right. <laughs> I did what you asked me to do. You right. know, it's like you know, people are like, "Oh, I want to." You know, don't you want to go and hear, "Well done, my good and faithful servant." I'm like, mm. "Heck no!" I want him to be like, "Lisa, come here, yeah. baby." Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know, no. I don't want to have this cold, well done servant. Seriously, uh, uh-uh. he knows me by name. He yeah. knows me by name, yeah. and I am his beloved. I am his daughter. So he is going to welcome me like my dad. When my dad sees me, my earthly dad, he's like, come here, my baby. Come and give your daddy a hug. Come on. That's that's the kind of, see, we got to take ourselves out of that servant mentality. That's the truth. I agree, Lisa. Yeah. Because if we stay in that servant mentality, we're doing things out of fear-based. It's Mm -hmm. a fear-based mentality. 
It can be. And I mean, that, you know, there's that fine line. And so, okay, Jesus says, you know, I came to serve. So, so yeah, we, we came to serve, but our, our, the, 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 it's not servitude. Right. <laughs> it's not like enslaved servitude. It is just out of the deep compassion of Christ, that loving, I want to do this for you because I love you. That's exactly it. He was a yeah. son. He yeah. served his father because he said, I only do what I see my father in heaven do. Yes. Because I serve my father. Everything I right. do, I serve my father. It's not because I'm a slave. It's because he's my daddy and I want to do nice things for my daddy. And I want to tell people how awesome my daddy is. So here, let me tell you about my dad. My dad's so awesome. So he's going to heal you. <laughs> You're going to get healed yeah. today. My dad's yeah. so awesome that, you know what, the demons that have been bothering you, we're going to get rid of them. Come on now. Right. That's that's, a, right. that's different. And, you know, even the slaves, uh, the slaves, sorry, the uh, the disciples, they didn't feel like they were slaves. They didn't feel like they were servants, especially John. John was like, he was like, Jesus is my a BFF. Yeah. Oh, he said, I'm his favorite. I'm his I'm, favorite. I'm, Heck yeah. He was convinced, you know, Heck. isn't that, that's a good daddy when everybody thinks they're the favorite and That's child. right. That's right. And so, <laughs> so John is like, hey, hey, me and Jesus, we're like BFFs. Like I lay my head on his chest whenever I get an opportunity just to show him how much I love him. Yeah. And there's such, there's something so, there, there's something we have to catch about that. If we catch that, I think it's going to change the way that we start to minister to people. If we know that we can go and lay our head on Jesus's mm. shoulder anytime mm. to just to feel that love, to feel that presence, to get that intimacy, then that other stuff that doesn't bother us. That's really John good. was never afraid of dying. And in fact, when they sat and the Lord brought this to my attention, when they were sitting around the campfire and Paul was, they looked and they're like, how come he doesn't have to die? Mm. Do you know why he didn't have to die? Mm. Because he knew how much he was loved. Yeah. And when you know how much you're loved, you say, uh-uh, my dad's going to take care of me. He's going to protect me. Nothing's going to happen to me because my daddy, my daddy will kick your butt. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yes, think about it. Do. Your kid would be like, uh-uh, nothing would happen to me. My mom, oh my gosh, my mom would kick your butt if you thought, think you're going to touch me. That's right. It's a That's different it. mentality. It is. <laughs> it is. And we do need to restore that. And that, that comes along with restoring the identity. You know, who are we in Christ? Absolutely. We are his beloved, you know. We are his he, daughters. He We're his that. children. We're his sons and his daughters. Mm -hmm. We're his kids. That's right. And there, that's that's the thing. We When we get that, which, you know, you've been having these conferences and, and you're just like, you're pouring into these women and these women are just like bursting. They're bursting open and they're starting to discover how much God really loves them. Yes. And yes. Th and that's a beautiful thing. And and that is it's a, it's a beautiful thing and it is an essential thing in order to be able to pour that out onto someone else. That's what I'm finding is that you know helping people to receive that deep pure love of the Father, then really um, nurturing that in them, discipling them is equipping them to be able to pour that onto someone else and and share that with someone else. I mean, otherwise we're just a walking wounded. You know, it's just like this this going in circles that just drives me crazy. It's like, come on, you gotta you've got to walk in the identity of Christ it, 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 that you, it, it, 
has to be the way you walk or you are really missing your call. You're really missing your purpose. Um, I don't think anyone is called to just walk wounded. No, uh, no. You know, forever. Yeah. And it's, it's go forward. You know, you've got to get out of that cycle and into the truth. Well, yeah, but I think that sometimes people are so blinded. They're, they're so blinded that they don't even know that they're living in this place. Yeah. Well, and that's, a, again, goes back to spiritual warfare. It's, all, it's that battle, you know, and the battlefield is in the mind, you know, and, and so that, you know, what you've been told, you know, um, growing up even, you know, there are people that don't have that daddy that you and I have had, and so they've been told uh, lies, you know, by people who are used of the enemy, by the enemy himself in so many different ways that, um, it's it, you know, they really need that deliverance. You know, and, and, and all of us need that revelation of the, the love of God. But, you know, so many people have been deeply wounded in their lives. And, they're, you know, those deep soul wounds really have to get healing. And there's only one way to get that healing. You know, we'll take a pill or we'll, we'll go, you know, do a, a million things that people want to do to fill that empty place and to try to heal that hurt. But there's only one way. And that's, you know, just that oil of his presence. It's just that, you know, soothing love of God that once you receive that, then you're going to be able to walk in that and pour out on other people. That's that's where my heart is. Absolutely. And, you know, there are so many women and men who don't believe that Jesus wants to come and have encounters with them. Mm-hmm. They they just have this. They have this um, ideology that, that, well, Jesus is very busy. He's sitting up in heaven and he's just doing everything. He can be, he's, he's omnipresent. He can be everywhere. <laughs> you know, he can, he can pop in and pop out. He, you know, he doesn't even need to use doors because it's, it was written in the Bible. He just appeared. He just pops in and pops out. He was on the road, you know, to Damascus. And then he was also on the road with the disciples. And after they realized who it was, he popped away. And it was like, and they said after he left, they were like, didn't our hearts burn for him? Mm. Didn't we understand? Wasn't there something about him? They got so ex- after, after the the wake up call. And I think that's, that's what's going to happen is we're about to experience a wake up call. And I've been, <laughs> I've actually been hearing like, it's time to stop hitting the snooze button. Everybody's hitting the snooze button mm. because we want more time. It's the old oh, five more minutes. And I'm so guilty of this, man. You, if you put yeah. a camera in my bedroom, it's like pff, snooze. <laughs> snooze. Yeah, sure. Right. <laughs> because you want that little extra rest. And the Lord is like, stop hitting the snooze button. It's time to move. It, time is now. Start moving. I'll give you all the energy you need. I'll give you all the strength that you need. I'm going to give you all the wisdom you need, all the knowledge you need. I'll open up doors for you. I'll set up people with you. You just have to move. That's it. True. It's true. Yeah, that's actually another title that I'm reading right now is, um, and it's really got me pulled in. It's called Wake the Bride. Oh, there you go. Yeah, by Jeff Kinley. And it's a really, it's, um, the subtitle, Facing These Last Days with Your Eyes Wide Open. But, boy, Waking the Bride, that's my, that's my heart. And um, it's, it, I, I feel like I want to say that a lot. You know, wake up. Yeah. Come on. You know, it's yeah. time. And uh, so that, 
we get a little intense. I, you know, I'm guilty of being pretty intense most of the time. <laughs> I like <laughs> intense. I, yeah. I love intense because that's passion. Yeah, that's it. I have a lot of deep passion. And uh, even though, you know, when, I, when I've done the wrong things, you know, I, I, I go after it hard, no matter what it is. You know, God made me so much like Paul. Yes. <laughs> I, get, I get Paul, you know. It's just like, oh, no, I'm the chiefest of sinners. I've done it all. I'm just wrong. And then I take that same, you know, God has, has taken that passion and, and turned it into something that he can use. And I thank him for that. He's just such a good, good daddy. He's he a good, is a good daddy. Father. And I'm I'm so excited. I mean, I don't, I don't know about you but I'm well no I do I shouldn't say that I do know how excited you are because I think that there's something there is something bubbling up inside and I, and um and since we're talking about women I believe that it, that that we're birthing and the Lord said to me because I was talking to um to Kelly McCann she's been on the show I did the the, the daddy's girl conference with her amazing yeah. amazing woman yeah. of God her deliverance is like Paul crazy so every time she goes every time I'm on the phone with you Lisa I'm birthing things and I Mm -hmm. said to her I said Kelly the Lord told me that the prophets are the new midwives oh that's it you know the Lord told me that's so interesting Um, I had two midwife words very specific and one is um the Lord told me that he would use me as a, a midwife for birthing dreams. Yes. And that I would walk people out into the deeper waters yes. for a gent- gentle birth. That's so and, good. Uh, and he's began to make that happen, you know, putting people in my path and giving me words for them to encourage them in the dreams of their hearts that God has put in there for his kingdom purposes. And it's really great. It's so exciting. And the conferences here um, that I've um, been involved with co-organizing, same thing. And the Lord spoke uh, to us, um, uh, the other gal, Jenny Vincent, who's my dear, dear sister in Christ that I couldn't do without. (laughs) Um, We just were given this word of being midwives, you know, uh, in this region uh, to to birth a new work um, in this ripple effect, you know, to um, put women in a position to receive and get set free and go forward and pour out the Holy Spirit on others. So that is it's pretty, that's it's so a good cool. job being a midwife. I well, like you, it. Well, you know, the funniest thing is that, you know, I always think about um, the Gone with the Wind. And anybody who's ever seen the movie Gone with the Wind, when, <laughs> when Charlotte is pregnant, you know, and... Um, uh, and of course, Scarlett is with her, and she and she says, "Can't you help her birth this baby?" And and one of her slaves is like, "I know nothing about birth and babies." And it's yeah. and it's funny because I hear that, and I keep saying to myself, "I know nothing about birth and babies. <laughs> I know nothing." About, but but because God has birthed so many yeah. babies, so yeah. many create, he, he is a creator. He is so yeah. when you said earlier that he is our mother and our father, he is because he's birthed things. Yeah. The word went yeah, out he, and as yeah. the word spoke it, that was the seed. And then all God did was he fertilized the seed. Come on now. Yeah, that was right. That was so not me. Just saying. <laughs> that was so not me. Because I literally saw like Jesus speak and then God, boom, there it is. Right. Ha. Huh, come on now. That was good. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's great. It's just great to be a part of what everything he's doing. Anything absolutely. God's doing, I want to be doing it with him. Well, and that and that's the whole thing is that this is this this new move, and it, you know, it's it's very interesting because I think that this move, this move that God wanted to do, I think He wanted to do it in the seventies or in the late sixties, 
Hmm. with the women's movement, with women's liberation. Hmm. And it got skewed. Wow. Because God, yeah. Now, now, now you gotta. I, I, I'm gonna say this, but I, I, I'm, I'm not saying this to judge, but I'm saying this from what I felt the Father was sharing with me. Okay. But the Lord said to me, He said, Lisa. He says, what I tried to do to give equality to women was because women were not being treated fairly. Mm. And He said, so I wanted them to feel like they were equal because Adam and Eve were equal. Mm. That one did not rule over the other. Wow. He said they were equal. And so he said, so he tried to do the equality, but it got, it got messed up. And he oh, said, the enemy perverted it, right? Well, well, I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, the enemy did. The enemy perverted it. And so what happened is he said, he said at the women's movement, he goes, that's, that's when the family started to fall apart. At Women's Liberation is when families started to fall apart because then women, they want the equality to go to work, to not be the the slave, but because there were women who were being slaves. Yeah. But, but if you read the Proverbs 31 woman, it, she loved being home, taking care of her children, taking care of her family, taking care of the things while her husband was doing, I don't even know where her husband was, but he was a very happy man, but It doesn't really say what he did, it, but it talks right. about what she did, okay? Right. So, so the Lord said to me, he said, Lisa, he says, when, when women went back to work, he says it, it, left a, it left an emptiness in the house. Mm. And he said, and so what happened is from, from the women going to work, the husband and the wife weren't home all the time, which caused separation and caused cheating and caused divorce and then it caused separate families and then he said and the children weren't being taken care of because both parents felt that they had to work in order to provide a good you know Mm -hmm. stuff for their kids and so they both went to work and then now we have to go to work it's not even like a choice most of the time if you are home with blessings upon blessings because you know that that is such a gift from god to be able to be home to raise your children but then the children didn't have the mother figure to to be there to be that stable to be that 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 constant Mm -hmm. to be able to you know, to take care of things. And so the Lord started to really kind of talk to me about that. Cause I was asking him, I was like, Lord, what the heck has happened to families? Yeah. Because it breaks my heart. So many kids want to commit suicide or try to commit suicide and they don't even know why, but it's because there's this, they don't feel valued. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They just don't feel valued. And I'm not saying that it's the mother's fault or it's not the father's fault, but it's society. It's Mm -hmm. society's fault. Yeah. It's society's fault. Yeah. Yeah. I would blame I would blame the enemy for that oh, for lie. Everything. You know, yeah. we bought that lie, so we've got to get free of that, you know. Well, I believe that, that that's one of the things that God wants to do is he wants to restore in this next move along with women. I believe he's going after families too. I think he's gonna restore families. Oh, yeah. oh I agree. He's absolutely he's shaking things loose so that he can put them back together. Yes. It, it's just yes. like the 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 Humpty Dumpty, you know, Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. You know, it's like sometimes those pieces break and it's like you can't put it back together, but God can. He can yeah. pull all those pieces together and he can bring it back into wholeness. That's great. You know, so I, I'm excited because I think that one of the things is, and, and this is the thing, if women 
who are being called can go to other women and can help turn their hearts back to the father, then the father can help the women turn their hearts back towards a family. So that's when I'm, that's what I think that women are going to really be instrumental because it's hard for a husband to bring a family back together. It really kind of has to come from the mother. Yeah, I I think that's it. You know? That's, yes, yes. <laughs> that's it. It just makes me want to cry. I Well, you know, I and this is just a new, you know, as I started to talk it out, it just started to make sense. And it's like, oh, well, that's why. That makes sense yeah. to me. That, yeah. you know, you can see God if you really look at the things that he does, it makes sense. When you when you take back and you take a further look at it, you go, oh, that makes sense. Oh, <laughs> that's that's why he did that. Or that's why he did that. Oh, okay, I get it. Because if you read the Bible and you start reading it, but then when you get to the parts that don't make sense, but then you can see the whys. Like even when the Israelites were going through all that stuff, you know, and they saw how Egypt was being plagued by all this stuff, but they weren't being touched. God was showing his protection over his children. Oh, yes. He was saying, do you see all that stuff? You see all that stuff over there? I see that how yeah. that's happening right there, right there, right next to you. But do you right. see how you're not getting touched? Huh. Yeah. That's because I'm a good daddy. That's right. He covers us. That's right. Us. That's right. And so I think that's where we're going to come into this season where we're going to start to see God's goodness, especially in provision. I believe that we're going to start to see that he is the provider. Oh, yes. Not not the women, not the men, but the father. <laughs> That's it, of the things that we need, you know, the things that are lasting. Yes. And, and you know, we need a lifestyle change. I mean, it's you're right. It's a, it's a lifestyle change. It's a, it's a shift in thinking uh, culturally, uh, particularly for those of us in the United States, that, you know, what is success, this, you know, two people working and achieving, you know, maybe it's about look at, look at what you're really living for. And, um, we, we can make some choices to change that. Well, I also think that if you grew up not, not knowing who you are, you'll get your identity from work. That's right. You'll, that's, that's, that's who you'll become. You'll become work because that's that's what you're that's where you're getting that praise. That's where you're getting that yeah. that feeling of um, accomplishment from. So then, work becomes your identity. That's the truth. So you know, it's that's so it's a, many people. Yeah, and so you know, look, there. The biggest thing is that we're called. We're called to be nurturers, and so even women who don't have children. They, if they have animals, they're really good for baby mommies. I mean, if you yeah. really, because it's who we are, it's who we're created to be. Mm-hmm. That's that's what we were created to be, nurturers. That's right. And so there are some women who are like, oh, I'm never going to have kids. I'd be a terrible mother. And I've heard this. And yeah. then I look at how they are with their dogs. I'm like, are you kidding me? That dog, that dog is better than most kids. <laughs> You're such a good mommy to the dog. So what makes you think you'd be a bad mommy to a child? It just, it That's, just doesn't make any sense. Right. It's in there. Like you said, we were created for nurturing yes. and loving. And uh, we've just been kind of fooled into believing that we wouldn't be good at it. Like you said, that's a really great 
insight. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's going to be it's going to take a village to raise up the church. It's not going to be one person and it's not going to be a few. It's going to be the many. And it's going to That's be a, right. and it's going to be women who lock arm in arm with each other who say, "Oh my gosh, that's so funny." <laughs> um I I'm just hearing um I don't know if you ever saw the movie Network where he says, yeah. I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take any more. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do remember that. That's what I just saw. I just saw women locking mm-hmm. arms and they're saying, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. And I'm taking back my family and I'm taking back my husband and I'm taking back my house and I'm taking back my generations and I'm taking back my health and I'm taking back my authority and I'm taking back everything that you have tried to take from me and steal from me and I'm taking it back. And my sisters who are standing next with me, they agree. That's good. Because that's that's what it's going to take to make this mountain move. But it will move. I'll tell you that. Yes, that's good. <laughs> In the name of Jesus. It there will move. Oh, Jesus is, he is just lighting fires. That's what yeah. he's doing. He's lit such a fire under you, Jill. You, yes. between, between the stuff that you're doing with the conferences and the stuff that you're writing, but more, even more than all that stuff, it's what you're doing, how you are raising up generations. Being a principal, you've been given authority over these children's lives for the time that they're there. And so every year you get new children that you get to speak into, you get to bless, you get to nurture, and you get to raise up and they will never, ever forget you. Wow. It's a blessing. You have such a lasting impression on these girls, on these kids, especially the girls. I don't well, know why I just said that, but the girl, a girl mm-hmm. just popped out. The girls mm-hmm. love you. They just love you. Humbling honor, Lisa. That is a humbling honor of my life, teaching, being in education, and um, having influence in children's lives. And I don't take it lightly. You know, it's just, it's an awesome responsibility. And um, just keep me in prayer for that because that's really, my heart is to see them strong in the Lord. Well, they're going to be because you've influenced them. You're just, you're planting seeds inside of them because Mm -hmm. they, they wonder how come you are so patient? How come you're so kind? How come you're so slow to anger? (laughs) They, they see it. They see it and they're going to find out it's because of Jesus. That's good. That's what I want. Yeah, they will. You know, I, I have a sign in my house that says those who don't know God, but know you will come to know God because they know you. Mm. And that's, Beautiful. That's, it. that's something that we have to think about because it's not about the lectures that we speak or the, the talk shows or the, it, it has nothing to do with that. It's who are we when we're out? Who are we? How do we think? How do we say? What do we write on Facebook? What do we agree with? What do we do? Do we stop for the one? Mm. Yes. You know, yes. that's, yes. that's the biggest thing. You know, the Lord, you know, the Good Samaritan, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, it's true. And that, I mean, anyone who witnesses that's right. is, is moved by those things. That's, that's right. right. So that, you know, and so God is just, he's just raising up, like you were saying, women of wonder, but I'm calling them wonder women. That's good. And these are going to be women who operate in 
and not just superpowers, but supernatural powers, that they're going to be able to use truth, that they're going to be able to see, that they're going to be able to shield, that they're going to be able to protect, and they're going to be able to leap to bounds Wow! that they never thought possible because of how they're dressed wow. and how they've been trained. Love it, Lisa. It's exciting. It's so exciting. This it's such a it's such a fun time. It is such a fun time. And I even look at our president, I look at how he has surrounded himself with smart women. Yes. His daughter, Ivanka, is so smart. Yes. She is a she really is. And she she is someone that I believe is going, that's why I'm saying that they're, the things that I'm seeing, and, and, I, and I just, I challenge you guys who are listening, start looking, start looking at things, look at things on TV, listen to the songs that are being played, watch the movies that are coming out, look at the books that are being spoken about, start, you're going to start to see a theme about women, 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 because we're rising up. I, I agree. I see it. And it's going to be, it's just going to be so different than so many people <laughs> agree with or, or understand, I would say. So Jill, let me ask you, what else, um, what are you planning on doing? Because I know that people want to connect with you, which they can go to your Jill Steele, S-T-E-E-L-E dot com. No, Steele yep. Faith, sorry, Steele Faith dot right. com, yeah. sorry. Steelfaith.com and uh, Godsip on Facebook. So, and, and it's also Godsip.net takes you uh, to the same website. And um, I am I'm writing, um, working on uh, a couple of books actually, mm-hmm. and and getting some coaching and uh, some guidance, and just um, looking at uh, publishing a, a couple of things that are um, faith based. Just just really sharing with people how to how to walk by hearing the Lord and and just to um, step out into that unique identity that he called you to you know and that he's made us to be uh, for the world because I just think so many people are you know they spend a lot of time women particularly okay what are you wearing oh we're all going to wear the same thing no you know he called you to be uniquely you and to to dress for him, you know, to to go out and to accomplish uh, what what assignments he's given you. So uh, I really want to call women uh, out to their unique calling and to uh, just to walk in the confidence that the Lord has made them uniquely excellent, you know, for his purposes and to glorify him. So I'm working on some, a couple of books. So. Well, I see I see lots of books, and including your. Um... Um, an autobiography kind of thing. <laughs> wow. Well, okay. <laughs> well, kind of, kind of like your testimony kind of thing. That's yeah, that's coming. Yeah. I think that's one of those things. Yeah. I've been through some things that, you know, hopefully, you know, when you look at the situations of your life, the hardships, the tribulations, those are the kinds of things that God can make good use of. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So this has been so much fun, Jill. Thank, thank you, you so much for coming on on Touch by Prayer. This has just been it was a lot of fun just chatting with you and just I enjoy it. it this you are just I just see so many things, so many doors and so much because I think that your message is so so powerful and I think that um there is there is so much more 
that is about to get unlocked and unleashed in you. So I'm ready. I'm yeah, ready. I know Thank you. you. <laughs> I love it. I'm uh, just always really happy to to share the Lord with everybody. And I especially am enjoying getting to know you. I really thank you for having me on. Absolutely. So if you'd like to connect with Jill, you can go to steelfaith.com. You can also go to um, Greater Glory Ministries, which is greatergloryministries.org. If you'd like to sign up, she's um, she's definitely a part of the ministry. And also, what is the God SIP? If they would like to connect with that. Well, and you can find it on Facebook, Godsip, G-O-D-S-I-P. It's the little sip, Godsip on Facebook. Awesome. So thanks again, Jill. This has just been so much fun. And thank you guys for listening. I hope that this has empowered you women. I hope that you're ready to put on your capes and take back some stuff. So thanks for tuning in. Remember to go out and touch someone. Good night.